What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Coming up, what if I told you there's a now a new app that only works on Thursdays that you get to talk with someone and chat with them and then you have 24 hours to make a date or you lose contact with them for good? That's coming up right now on this full-length edition of Depraved and Debaucherous. Thanks for joining me. I'm King of Podcasts. I really appreciate you being here for the full-length edition. Full-length Wednesdays here at depravedanddebaucherous.blogspot.com. I actually put a website up so you can actually catch all the episodes. I figured I should have one place where you can actually go and catch all the episodes. Maybe I'll put a .com together. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. But anyways, it's there, and you can catch all past episodes there. And I'll also put where you can actually go ahead and catch me on social media and things like that. I have to add more to the website soon enough, but I will do that anyways. Next week on the program, I want to make sure you know about this, that I will be featuring an interview with Zach Schlein. And he is the CEO of Filter Off, which is a speed dating app. And I got a bunch of questions to ask him about the world of speed dating, speed dating when it comes to the metaverse and also what's coming up afterwards. When it comes to dating and just where things are changing right now in the dating culture. I have a lot of questions for him and I'll be featuring that interview. I get to record with him tomorrow and I'll have that for all of you to listen to next week on the program. If not sooner, I might put it on Friday instead of the normal uh, short episode, just because I know they had an event coming up on June 23rd. They want to go and promote. So I'll see what I can do about that. In the meantime, Let's go ahead and get into this. Actually, I think it's later next month. I think it's next week. I forget. But we're going to talk to him on an upcoming episode. Look for that. So there's a handful of things I want to talk about on the program for this episode tonight. And partly is the story about Thursday. It's a new app. And the London Telegraph talks about this. So it's available one day a week. And it's for those who want to find a partner with the same spontaneity as their parents. Thursday is the name of the app, just like the, the name of the week, the day of the week. It locks down for six days a week to encourage users to match, exchange, contact details, and arrange a date within 24 hours. Rather than engage in lengthy, flirtatious conversations, which may never translate into meeting up. So, this is using a format dating application called Honeypot. The founders of this app in particular they realized activity was spiking on Thursdays. Likely because daters are both are loath to give up their Friday nights to a stranger, and they made the test after a few minutes of conversation. But this gives them the idea of rebranding it as, two, excuse me, as Thursday. 
The number of users would go up by 80% between November and December with 80,000 active users. So they go along and they talk about all these different things when it comes to dating. On Thursday, if you're going to meet up with somebody, th- this is one of the things they talk about here. Uh, they talk to someone called Mr. Love, 31 and single. And talk about that on weekends, people have birthdays, christenings, dinner parties, and family time. To give up a Friday or Saturday night for someone you may or may not like within a few minutes is quite a big thing and a lot of pressure. He goes on to say that on Thursday, you can have a couple of drinks. You're not giving up too much of your social life with to someone you don't click with. Now, I agree with this because for many times, you know, from a lot of experience I always had with some possible dates I went and did anyway, I did do that thing where, say like a Wednesday or Thursday night, I would meet up after work. Let's go out for drinks. But the problem is these days, we know that in some cases, there are some people that say, well, a high value woman wants a high value date. So you just can't take her out to a movie. You can't take her out to drinks. You can't just take her out to a simple restaurant. Some high value women, because they feel like they're high value and their egos are being stroked, they feel like they need to go ahead and go somewhere much more upscale. So the idea of, oh, let's go ahead and just go grab a drink. When we're just trying to go ahead and get an establishment, if we actually are compatible with each other, some women these days, the modern women, if you'll say, the, the kind that I've talked to with RPC, the Red Pill Chauvinist, and you might remember on a previous program, I talked about this. And I talked about the fact that high-value women, they feel like the need, well, it doesn't matter. You need to put so much effort into just a first date with me, even though I don't know anything about you. And you don't know anything about me. So it's just there's the precedent of, well, it has to be a well-planned, well-thought-of, well-funded occasion to make it worth her while. But this doesn't work so much for this. But you're going to filter some people out because of that. James Priest is a leading dating coach with 17 years' experience helping singletons. He says that this app is so successful because it overcomes the paradox of choice. Quote, there's so much choice and people are overwhelmed. The more choice, the less likely you are to make one. Thursday allows you to focus one day a week on doing something that you bought your love life. And you can get on with the rest of your life. I'm not going to be able to see if they have this app available for me to try out because I want to try this out. But then again, I've also had myself banned from another <laughs> number of dating apps too. So if I get lucky on here, I'll tell you if, I, if anything comes of it. Now, when it comes to you being single... I want to bring up this real quick because I think it's interesting overall as to where things are going with being single. In my own case, I picked up a book that is in my library now and I don't know. I just, I've been looking at looking at new books and I, you know, I've been researching books on dating, researching books on single life and things like that. And there was a book I picked up and I'm kind of surprised that I picked it up. But it's because of the fact that I really didn't pay attention to much of who actually published the book. And this is what happened. Sometimes, you know, if you're on Audible and you're ordering a book, sometimes you don't know what it's going to be. So I tried this here and I will say that the book's title got me got my attention that i can tell you first off the bat now what happened here is that the book is called single and secure breaking up with the lot break up with the lies and fall in love with the truth so they did a good job of this i didn't realize the publisher was a church 
The narrator, the narrator and the author is Rich Wilkerson Jr. This is a Christianity book, and I didn't even think about it. But I'm going to listen to it anyway because I am curious as to what they're trying to say here. This is a pastor who is, you know, is married and they have several children together. And he talks about that life is made of seasons. No season is lost forever. And he explains marriage does not produce contentment. Rather, contentment comes from learning to find value in the season you're experiencing today. With his, uh, he takes people on the beautiful, fun, productive stage of life being called single in a new way. If you are single, we're single or or know a single, this book is for you. And what they're saying in the book initially is having a relationship with God and letting God following his path. The thing is, is that the relationship you have with God or with Jesus is supposed to help you find the things that are missing in your life as to what makes you single and makes you feel stuck and makes you feel like you're unfulfilled. You're not happy. Now, look, this is a way that some people can go and do this. That's, you know, spirituality and Christianity and your faith could definitely go that route. And then, and let me just tell you, a lot of people go that route. I can't tell you how many times I actually tried to talk to a girl that was single that she definitely made a point with, oh, no, my boyfriend's Jesus. I, I'm He's my husband. He's everything to me. He gives me everything I want. And part of it is because there is no attachment that by putting your faith into that deity and listen and i believe i'm a christian i'm not the best practicing i'm a devout catholic i go to mass every week i'll say that but i'm not here to you know bible thump here not unless somebody asks for it but that's not for me to go ahead and say but i will say this when you are trying to find your way in the dating culture, if you're trying to find your way and you're single or you're getting out of a relationship and you're just trying to find your way, like I talk about, there's the healing process, there's the process of what you decide to do once you've gotten out of a, of a traumatic situation. Anything it might be emotional, physical, or mental. Because you know what? It goes the same way for both guys and girls. I know there are certain things that I can say legitimately that have made me go through some traumatic experiences myself. I don't make a big deal about it, but I know what they are. And if I talked about them, I would know what it was. And there have been some girls I've talked to when it comes to certain experiences that they asked me about mine. And I was able to go and share because I had some like-minded opinions on, on how things happen because in some of the dating and some of the choices I made, just like women out there, they might have made choices that had not been good but they were your choices, just like I made my choices. And they were not good either. So there's a part of the thing where I'm here with this show trying to figure it all out. And when I looked at this book, I thought maybe there's something here about what they're saying. Because there's a number of books that talk about if you're single and trying to go ahead and find your way to find happiness being a single person, single man or woman or person, whatever. That's one of those things that I look at, and I was like, okay, and I'll give this book a shot. I'll listen to it and see what they say, because it's they didn't want to make it a big point to go very much, you know, thumping all the way across, but they're already giving out Bible verses, and they're definitely preaching. It's a pastor. What about, I didn't know. I didn't know what I was going to expect, but I will say 
some of the messages so far. I got to the first chapter, and I get where he's coming from with things. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He explained a lot. So I'll give you an update if I find how the book went and if it's anything that might be another option that you might want to have in your arsenal. Because of all you young people out there, I'm worried about you. All those beautiful girls out there, all these guys that I want to really compliment all these beautiful, sweet, wonderful women out there. I love women. And I want the guys to love them in the right way and make sure they take care of them. Listen, go out there and screw like bunnies, please. Go have all the sex you want. Enjoy yourselves. Have fun. Have a great life. But most importantly, you know, find what you need to find to fulfill so that you're not toxic. When you realize you have toxic habits or things that you do that make you a little bit narcissistic, nice guys, when you are nice guys out there and you start realizing the pressure you start putting on girls and the friend zoning that you're getting put through, and if you don't have that male figure, that, that person to bond with, that guy, you know, if it's not a brother, a bigger older brother or father or whatever, to help you guys out to realize that you don't have to act a certain way. You don't have to follow what the other guys are doing when they're also toxic and they're feeding you the same BS that they're getting and they're not doing well with girls at all, even though they might be saying, oh, I'm getting laid. But are you getting laid the right way? Are you actually seducing the girl and making sure that she feels good about getting into something with you and the other way around? You just don't get into sex just because they get into sex. You want both people to want it. And that you're like, I don't, wouldn't want to go ahead and have sex with a girl unless she absolutely wanted to jump on my bones right now. It really comes down to that. Like if I wanted to legitimately, I would want that to be the possibility. And so these are the kind of things I think about. And I would love recommendations audiobooks specifically if you have any that i think i should go ahead and read i have a full library i've got about 60 titles i have so far that i've read 
of various different issues, but a lot on self-improvement, self-help, dating, psychology, relationships. I've read them all. And I felt like I've learned so much. That's why I got to share on the show. And that's why I do that. So I have questions. And I have things I want to go and ask of you. So if you have recommendations for audiobooks in that realm on Audible, let me know. I got a couple of credits still available. I want to go ahead and order some other books. But I'll get to this book right here, Single and Secure, see what it's all about. And there might be some takeaways I might bring up on the show and see what it comes with and, and see if I like it or not. In the meantime, let's move along to a couple other stories I have where there's a story talking about that relationships are best between people of similar desirability. Compatibility is so important. And I think some people, you, some people want to get together with a partner because of an interest of compatibility and how they might fit in your mold of what you're looking for but both people should be desiring each other and that's a good way to put it because some women will say well no i'm not worried about what how you look it's about what's in your mind what you say what you do that makes me happy makes me laugh makes me you know care makes me love you and so it's desirability and we don't take much into that university of missouri talks about that and they did new research. They said that people with similar mate values were more likely to enter a relationship with each other. And they also had better relationship outcomes. And it's because most research about desirability, as it focuses on people's actions, on their less stated preference, which can be influenced by social pressures. Right. And some people, you are peer pressured when you're young. Or around friends and around circles about who you should be with. And you know what? That's the biggest mistake I made for a long time. I remember teens into my 20s where I thought about, well, the kind of girl I had to be. Well, okay. In high school, I felt like I needed to go ahead and be with a girl that was going to lift me up. Was going to improve my capital. My coolness with the rest of the kids. So I didn't try to go after girls that might've been more like-minded or more desiring to me because there were girls that were not high up the ladder and were not popular. They were just, you know, everyday girls, but they were pretty and they were really sweet. And I, there was just a certain thing, a certain qualities they all had. And I can think of names of those girls right now. And I said to myself, I didn't go out with any of them. I didn't say anything until after I graduated. Like there were two girls I absolutely were interested in. They were a year behind me. So I think when I was a senior, there was one girl that was in 10th grade and the other one was in ninth grade, but I never talked to them ever. Like I never spent time to talk to them at all. And I never thought about asking them out, but I just thought they were pretty. There was one girl in particular, brunette, pretty girl she got picked on so much because she was awkward and she didn't really i guess maybe like family and how things were going on it was just the way she was and i remember i tried to talk to her after i graduated remember the summer vacation i took i tried talking to her and i told her what i thought about her she thought it was very sweet and then i kept trying to call her kept trying to talk to her when really I all I had to say, said was what I said. I shouldn't have pursued because it was too late and I was too needy and it really showed. And then the other girl that I never talked to, 
she ended up having another boyfriend. She had a boyfriend, and she told me, I thought you were cute. Why didn't you reach out to me sooner? And so I, I was too late. And then the same thing happens when I get older. I'm always like, I got my friends or whatever. Like, I need to have a good reason to break off of my friends. I'm going to go out. I want a really pretty girl. I want this and that. I had expectations, which don't have expectations. Shouldn't. And you know what? There's something about peer pressure going even after, going into college, going to other things, where if I haven't had it, why should I expect to have the best happen to me right off the bat? So I was wrong about that. And there were girls I should have definitely gone after that I shouldn't have felt so much about worrying. And that was something I did. I just, I really realized into my 20s that peer pressure made me make my choices when I should have been much more broader about who to choose because there were a lot more girls that were desirable to me, but yet I was having to filter out some of the ones I would have really enjoyed being with because of some kind of coolness factor to be too cool for school. That's really what it was. And it's a stupid thing. Don't do it, please. So they're talking here to an assistant professor of anthropology and the College of Arts and Sciences, Sean Prawl here. And he talks about that we're interested because much of the anthropological work on human meaning patterns are based on only people's human preferences. And they want to focus on people's actions. So, sure, you might say you'd prefer someone that's deemed really desirable, but that's heavily impacted by societal norms. Why do you do that in that relationship? How does it actually go? And that's what they wanted to look at. So, I appreciate what they're saying. And that's a pretty good point to be made right there. Fizz.org, I have the links to all these stories I talk about here at the website, depravedandebotrous.blogspot.com, or just look for the show description wherever you find your podcast, and you'll find the links there, pretty much like that. There's one more story I want to talk about here on the program tonight. Came out from Psychology Today, and it's titled, Learn the Three Stages of a Toxic Relationship. Three red flags off the off the bat if you know you're with somebody who's toxic. And the three stages are idealizing, devaluing, and discarding. And so here are the three phases. First of all, idealizing is part of when you're getting love bombed. You're told you're the best thing to happen to your partner. You push for commitment early in a relationship. Grand gestures like lavish gifts or surprise vacations. By the way. I'll add to that as the nice guy recovering. I would also add, you're not just the best thing to your partner. I will do everything. I'll make you the happiest girl in the world. I would do the promises that I couldn't keep. I would do that too. And yes, others describe it as being placed on a pedestal. When you feel that the problem is, is that some women are just going to feel like that's so good. And it, that, that endorphin rush that stroke to your to the to the feeling of what you are to your vanity to your ego to your self-esteem it does feel good when you haven't had it much it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I get it. I can understand it. I don't blame you. And. You need to consider the purpose of the person's behavior. What's their, what's the mo, modus operandi? It's not to form an emotional connection with you. It's to get you ensnared so you're less likely to leave. They want to make it so that you're going to have to feel a guilt trip every time you try to leave. And they're going to put so much about, look at all the things I did for you. The toxic person isn't trying to develop emotional intimacy. They are collecting ammunition for later. Then the next step is devaluing, verifying that you are committed to them. Insistent questioning or pressuring, do you love me? You know, what do you think of me? What What's going on? Like, there's commenting on your body, what you wear, your life goals. And the personal information that you divulge to them is now used against you. Because now they're so sharp about it. Remember, everything, every little detail you said about, about yourself to them, opening up about yourself. And saying, look at this, I know you so well. I know about da-da-da-da-da. List, 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 list. If you set boundaries or do something the toxic person doesn't like, they may dredge up one of your regrets in life. Well, now I know why your sister doesn't talk to you. You're crazy, right? They're going to use what you say, hold it against you. It's like a court of law. They can also triangulate and tell you a trusted friend or family member said something unkind about you. A toxic person might start the conversation with, well, your sister said something about you. I don't want to tell you, but you have a right to know. So tattletale, right? Tattletaling. And then you're usually given information that's usually a lie, and the goal is to isolate you from others who tell you the relationship is unhealthy. So, yeah, they start trying to go ahead and create rifts between family and then friends and then family. Your partner may tell you you only have to, after you quit your job, stop talking to your sister, do more housework. There won't be any issues in the relationship. Beware, whenever you fulfill these wishes from a toxic person, there are always going to be new hoops to jump through. Then there's discarding after this. Regardless of whom, the toxic person is always going to try to suck you back into the relationship. They're not going to let you go. They rarely apologize or take responsibility for their behavior. Beware, if you return, the things you were promised will vanish. The relationship will just be as just as dysfunctional as before, if not more so. So toxic people, partly those with their narcissistic tendencies, discovered it's easier to return to old narcissistic supply, their exes, than seek new supply for their ego. Yeah, they don't want to start up from fresh and have to reprogram somebody else. They don't want to do that. You might notice your partner idealizes their exes or calls them derogatory names. You may be compared unfavorably to your exes, to his exes, excuse me, or your exes. And there's a final discard. The toxic person leaves for good. They do it by disappearing and cutting off contact, and they tell you it's your fault. But usually you found they found somebody else new to manipulate. So the one of the best things that this psychologist says is go no contact or low contact with them. Practice good self-care, letting emotionally healthy people in your life, limiting contact with people who will treat you poorly, and speak with a mental health professional. Yeah. But this is if you're trying to avoid 
and you're starting to get caught up in it, then you need to get out, which is going to be tough. But then there's those that have gone through so much that wish they probably would have read this here in the first place, but they didn't. These are things that come up, and I'll tell you, I am nervous and I'm concerned for all the young people out there that this toxic toxicity comes out so much, and I would be afraid by it. So anyway, I'm going to leave it there. We'll have another episode coming up Friday. As you listen to the program, I'm trying to keep it with full length Friday or full length Wednesdays here on the program, so that you have a longer episode during the week to go ahead and fulfill and absorb and enjoy. And I hope you do. So thanks for listening in, finding the show, subscribing. Please make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify where you can rate and review. And follow me on social media at King of Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok. And I will talk to you next week. And remember, don't just judge everybody out there. Because remember, we are all a little depraved and debaucherous. <laughs>